who heard a verse that sounded interesting and you'd like to look more deeply within it? Because we have a purport we can read. Yes, Balaram and Madhuri Saki? I was thinking of 1.2.10. Which a wise choice. Yeah. I think it talked about a healthy life. That's what I remember. I just wanted okay. to see what more is in there. Would you read the purport? Yes, Marge. The completely bewildered material civilization is wrongly directed towards the fulfillment of desires and sense gratification. In such civilization, in all spheres of life, the ultimate end is sense gratification. In politics, social service, altruism, philanthropy, and ultimately in religion, or even in salvation, the very same tint of sense gratification is ever increasingly predominant. In the political field, the leaders of men fight with one another to fulfill their personal sense gratification. The voters adore the so-called leaders only when they promise sense gratification. As soon as the voters are dissatisfied in their own sense gratification, they dethrone the leader. The leaders must always disappoint the voters by not satisfying their senses. The same is applicable in all other fields. No one is serious about the problems of life. Even those who are on the path of salvation desire to become one with the absolute truth and desire to commit spiritual suicide for sense gratification. But the Bhagavatam says that one should not live for sense gratification. One should satisfy the senses only in so much as required for self-preservation and not for sense gratification. Because the body is made of senses, which also requires a certain amount of satisfaction, there are regulative directions for satisfaction of such senses. But the senses are not meant for unrestricted enjoyment. For example, marriage or the combination of a man with a woman is necessary for progeny, but it is not meant for sense enjoyment. In the absence of voluntary restraint, there is propaganda for family planning. But foolish men do not know that family planning is automatically executed as soon as there is a search after the absolute truth. Seekers of the absolute truth are never alerted by unnecessary un engagements in sense gratification because the serious students seeking the absolute truth are always overwhelmed with the work of researching the truth. In every sphere of life, therefore, the ultimate end must be seeking after the absolute truth, and that sort of engagement will make one happy because he will be less engaged in varieties of sense gratification. And what that absolute truth is, is explained as follows. Let's just see if we can find three points that stuck out for anybody, and you can amplify them. So if you heard something in there that sounded distinctive that you could repeat back, then we'll give you the microphone and you can tell us what it is. If you leave up the purport, then everyone can examine it and see if what they heard was accurate. But as we're, yeah, Madhuri Saki. Hey, Krishna Maharaj. Um, I believe on Ram Naomi, um, when we went into the room before um, 
the festivals began we were you once asked like what is like wrong about the like what what is one of the biggest flaws of this world and the answer to that was like we have bad leaders and in this poor port when we were reading it um i noticed that it kind of reminded me of what we were talking about in that day that um the voters and so-called leaders are only fighting with one another and aren't, aren't able to think about the bigger cause um, because they're so in their own head about fulfilling their own self desire sense gratification and like desires that they have so i was just reminded about that from when you were talking about um how we have bad leaders and that's what makes everybody follow in the, the wrong direction yeah that's a nice point i do i remember that there's so much in the 12th canto about bad leaders and how everything got turned around in the world because of that still happening it's one of the faults of kali yuga nice point thanks for picking that out balaram you also had something i thought um i was just thinking how uh it was uh like i the, the word the phrase that caught out uh, that stuck out to me was um one should desire only a healthy life or self-preservation um as i was thinking that this this like very important instruction that we've heard Srila Prabhupada always say that health is very important um was in the Bhagavatam as well. And after reading through the purport, I think I got a I, I got a better idea of of um what that meant. And it is to dedicate our entire life um to researching the absolute truth. And what I find interesting is, is that it should be like that this is the goal of one's like life work or or this is like one's i don't know how to phrase it exactly but this is one's life's work um and this is something we're working toward our whole life and it reminded me of, of professors um in academia where they dedicate their whole lives to researching something and it's amazing to think that we're all really just trying to be scientists um of the absolute truth and trying to understand more and more of it and relish it Nice point. It reminded me of something that happened to me recently. <clears throat> when I was in London, I met with a group of senior devotees, God brothers and God sisters, and some that were doing projects around the UK. And one of them was from Oxford. Oxford University, as many people know, we're on the call here, is a reputable university, to say the least, in the UK. And one of this devotee, he heads up a project there at Oxford. So <clears throat> I just assumed that he was an academic or that he had some advanced degree. So usually when I meet interesting devotees, I get their contact and I try to stay in touch with them or at least get to know them to have another good associate in life and take advantage of their association. So I reached out to this person and in in a texting way through WhatsApp, I asked 
what his academic specialty was. And he said, oh, I didn't go to, I didn't go to college, <laughs> even though he runs the project. And he said, however, and he named how many years he had been studying the Bhagavatam and ISKCON, you know, a few decades. And he said, so I kind of count that as a PhD. <laughs> he said, I put in enough time for a PhD. And I've thought that frequently about how few people have a PhD in the Bhagavatam or even the Gita. And I do notice that people who have studied very intensely and written about the Gita actually made more than a superficial study of it tend to be not just very interesting, but also effective in the way they're able to teach and speak about things. So it's a a worthy cause to make research into the absolute truth, especially st through studying the Shastras, like you're all doing. Nice point. So that was two, our quote is three. Can somebody else give a comment about anything you heard in the purport? Or the or anything about the verse at all that catches your attention. Okay. Hakiya Lakshmi. Yes. Okay. Um so where it says that the leaders must always disappoint the borders by not satisfying their senses, I kind of related that to like the uh, our um, body and mind. The mind might want many things, but we should like turn it down because it could be that could like, stop us from thinking about Krishna and things like that. And then so we won't be going to our real destination, which is uh, going to Krishna. So we should just control our mind. Um, it might ask for anything that could be good or bad, but we should just control it and listen to our soul instead. Wow, that was amazing. That's like I think. 25 points for that but you can score more if you give us a reference verse you get extra points on this show if you make a point and then you say that relates to this particular verse in the gita or the Sri Shapanishad or divinity and divine service or anywhere else what do you think pakia lakshmi so what you said was about how according to the consciousness we develop, that it determines the way we go in life and maybe even the next life, right? Yes. Let's see if one of the learned pundits here can give a verse that supports that assertion of Pakya Lakshmi. I'm thinking of it in my mind, so if you can read my mind, you'll know what it is. Shall I give you a hint? Do you all know how to read minds? It's one of the arts. I'm going to think it really loud. I'm thinking it's super loud now. You should be able to hear it. Okay, I'll give you clues. The verse has an expression you might make if you are given some prasadam, and it's really tasty prasadam, and the first two things, which are the same word, Repeat. It's the same word repeated that you might say. Baram, you're muted. It's, Just in case you were saying it. I think uh, it was in the chat. Oh, it's in the chat. Someone said yum yum. 
<laughs> yeah, let's try that. That chapter is all about attaining the Supreme. Madhurisaki, since you actually, Pakia Lakshmi, why don't you read the verse? Because it's your excellent point you made, and then you'll just get automatic extra points for adding this verse. Like the um the actual Sanskrit books. Yeah. Okay. Yam yam vapis marian bhavam tyajatya ante kalivayam tam tam evati pantiya sada tat bhava bhavatiya. Translation. Whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his body, one son of Kunti, that state he will attain without failure. Does that match at all to your point? Well, more kind of. Kind of? Okay. Can you make your point again? Um, that when it says in the corporate of it, um, there that, um, you should control your, um, mind, like how one leader should, um, come, uh, make sure, um, like not satisfy voters for for their senses just because they want it. Right. What are the consequences if? One not might not be able to reach Krishna, which is their goal, and they'll be in this material world forever and be suffering. Yeah, very interesting. Nice point. Balaram, you want to make your point? You just put in the chat. I was just adding another verse to 8.6 in the same direction. Should I read it out, Mark? Yeah, please. So this is Bhagavad Gita, 15 chapter, 8 verse. Um, the living entity in the material world carries his different conceptions of life from one body to another, as the air carries aromas, thus he takes one kind of body and again quits it to take another. Can you say anything about that? Carries the same point um, that we were talking about, how uh, the living entity's uh, consciousness um, it defines uh, the direction it takes after death and as Paki Lakshmi was uh, saying that if our mind um, is not uh, I guess the, if our mind is not Krishna consciousness or we're not Krishna consciousness uh, Krishna conscious um, then um, we will continue to stay in the material world because our our consciousness is is lower than, than that. It's good to know, right? That uh, we're being accommodated for whatever desires we have. In the in the beginning of the eighth chapter, I think it's in first the purport of verse number three. You could look at that. There's a really interesting statement Prabhupada says about how car what karma means. Says that, uh, let's see, 
It's up near the top. Is this 8.3? Yes, Mark. Try, try 8.4. Try 8.2. Yeah, Arjuna asked about karma. So, Aliyah, look at 3.8.3. And it's in the first paragraph. It says, that is karma. That's the last sentence or varied creation by the force of material consciousness. I have found that fascinating because our own consciousness has a force in the world. And however it's developed, according to the verse you put up, that's what determines our next situation, which is just an accommodation of the demands of our own consciousness. So what the points that uh, Pakia Lakshmi made and you made just about how being dedicated to using one's senses and to develop the consciousness is so vital because there's a consequence to it. It's not random how we're moving through the universe or even in our life. It doesn't happen by chance, but by design. and. So these literatures talking about the science of consciousness really tells us how to develop it and what the consequences are going to be. Did any of that resonate? Hart, what do you think? <laughs> Hart, you're on mute, but that's okay. <laughs> 